Mafia, what is up? And welcome into the Halftime Adjustments Podcast. My name is Charlie Gross. I am your host. We are a part of the Built-In Buffalo Podcasting Network. I have a quick show for you today. I know everyone is very excited about the schedule release, which will be later on tonight. I will be giving you my predictions for the schedule, primetime games, all that kind of stuff. But before I get into that... I have to mention all the great podcasts we have here on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. On Monday, we have Buffalo on the Brain with Vince Taylor. On Tuesday, we have the Wind Chill Factor with my man Justice. On Wednesday, this podcast that you're listening to right now. On Thursday, it is the All Day Buffalo Podcast with my man Eli Fox. On Friday, it is the Lowdown with Jake Jordan. And on Saturday, it is the Buffalo Corner with Iron Mike. We also have a YouTube channel. I encourage you to check that out. We have a Tuesday show with A Rich, a Saturday show with DM3, and I do a Friday show along with my co-host Izzy. I encourage you to check that out as well. Well, let's get into my schedule predictions. The first thing that I think we need to talk about is what's on everyone's mind, and that is how many primetime games the Buffalo Bills are going to be scheduled for. And historically speaking, if I have my facts correct, it looks like there isn't really any team that ever gets scheduled for for more than five primetime games. Do they get flexed into more at the end of the year? Sure. But scheduled wise there's usually only five that you're scheduled everyone gets a thursday night game so that really leaves four opportunities for sunday night football uh, monday night football and if you want to consider saturday night which the bills i think had one game last year as prime time that as well so i think that we have to begin with the first thursday of the season peter king has speculated that that game will be between buffalo's most hated person of the last 20 years tom brady and the tampa bay buccaneers and the buffalo bills as the very first game of the nfl season i believe that is thursday september 9th while that has not been confirmed i'm sure all of you know who peter king is and he has amazing sources so i am listing that as a 90 percent probability that that will be the buffalo bills first game so there's one primetime game now if we look through the the home schedule the home schedule is of course miami new england the jets and then the falcons the panthers the texans the colts the steelers and the washington football team not many good teams there as i see it there's only three or four possibilities for a primetime game at home that's with the colts the steelers the dolphins and the patriots and i could see both the dolphins and the patriots games being primetime games and you might laugh at the patriots but they drafted mac jones they spent a lot of money and they have bill belichick and you know they have won six super bowls in the last 21 years or so and the dolphins of course are an up-and-coming team with Tua, good draft this year and obviously people understand the historical significance of that rivalry Looking at away games, obviously the Jets, the Patriots, and the Dolphins with the Patriots and the Dolphins could obviously be primetime games away as well. And we've already touched on the Buccaneers, but we have the Jaguars. I don't think so. The Saints, probably not. And then we have the two teams who we seem to play every year, and that is the Titans and the Chiefs. And I think those two games are obvious contenders to be primetime as well. So my prediction then for the primetime games is Tampa, Tennessee, Kansas City away, and I believe that both Miami and New England will be primetime games at home. But wait, there is even more to the schedule. It has been confirmed 
that both the Atlanta Falcons and the Jacksonville Jaguars will play games in London. While the Bills play the Falcons at home, they play the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. However, I am of the belief that this game will be in London. Why? Because the Bills are good. Everyone knows who Josh Allen is. The Jaguars are on the front edge of promoting the NFL in Europe. And what better way to do that? Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is exciting. Some people may find Urban Meyer exciting. But what better way to do that for the league than to have Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills, AFC Championship game participants last year in that game? So I think that that is a strong possibility as well. Looking at the schedule as we get in even more, the one thing I can say that's really great is that there doesn't seem to be a lot of travel. There's no West Coast games at all, really. And the farthest they're probably going is New Orleans. So that's good. Instead of having to do multiple West Coast swings, they will not have to do any West Coast swings this year. I'm sure that is music to the ears of everybody in the organization, the players, the coaches, all that stuff. I'm not really sure that there is a nightmare scenario for me. However, opening up the year with, you know, Tampa and then let's say the Colts, uh, you know, the Colts, Steelers, Titans, and Chiefs all in a row would not be ideal. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but, you know, Buffalo could come out of that stretch in not the best shape. And while they would have their toughest games over earlier in the year, and it could be set up for them to, you know, win 10 or 11 games in a row on the back end, I still wouldn't really want to see them start off, you know, two and three or something like that. And I'm, I'm sure you're probably thinking that I'm crazy, but, you know, Tampa isn't a win necessarily i'll believe that they can beat the chiefs when you know they actually beat the chiefs same thing with the titans and hey you know the saints have lost true breeze but they're not necessarily a bad roster i think the colts could be a sneakily good team especially if carson wentz can get his stuff figured out and then you have the steelers who probably aren't going to be that great but they always find a way to make most games tough and rise to the occasion if you want my overall prediction on the record and certainly a more in-depth look at the schedule, that will be happening on the Friday Night YouTube show. And then, of course, I might even go into more in-depth on next week's podcast. And then after that, we certainly are in a lull when it comes to the NFL. Obviously, I'm sure you're aware that the players don't really want to go into in-person workouts uh, for the next eight or nine weeks, which would really limit uh, the content creation community up until the middle of July when training camp starts, and that would be mandatory. But not to worry, we will find something to talk about. I also wanted to mention that I will be doing a spring and summer crossover series, a preview series. I'm going to be getting a content creator from every single team on the Bills schedule and doing a episode with them that will start probably the week after next and will finish up sometime in August. So I hope you guys will tune in for that. I've got some really great guests lined up, um, a couple Hall of Fame players or should be Hall of Fame players from other teams that I think you'll find interesting. I'll also be having some of my podcasting community co-creators on as well sometime this summer. So please look out for that. 
So before I move on to some news and notes, I just want to again say I believe the Bills will get five primetime games. I believe they will start off the season on primetime against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm also leaning towards them playing in London against Jacksonville, which will probably be like a 9 a.m. game for us here on the East Coast. But there is more Buffalo Bills stuff to talk about. Mainly, the Buffalo Bills have lost the director of player personnel, Dan Morgan. Dan goes back to Carolina, where he had some success, I would say. He played in the Super Bowl with the Carolina Panthers and becomes their assistant GM. And he worked under Scott Fitterer in Seattle, the, the new Carolina Panthers GM. I'm sure most of you know that already. And as much as it is unfortunate that the Buffalo Bills have lost a key member of their front office, they are certainly well equipped to withstand this loss. Uh, Brian Gain, who is an advisor right now, was the director of pro personnel before he left for the Houston Texans GM job. They also have Lake Dawson, Terrence Gray. I mean, they've got a lot of good people in the front office. And if this is the only loss that the Bills sustain in this offseason when it comes to coaches or front office personnel, I would consider that a win. And I would certainly expect that to not be the case next year. I would expect the Bills to lose probably both their assistants as well as at least one more front office person or maybe two next year um, as GMs or potential GMs to go with, you know, Brian Dable and Leslie Frazier, who I would expect would be both gone next year to different head coaching jobs. Oh, and as I am scrolling through my Twitter right now, I see that already the schedule leaks are starting to come out. And per Ryan Talbot, the Buffalo Bills will not play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on opening night of the NFL. Instead, they will play them on December 12th at 4 p.m. So, so much for that. I still stand by my five primetime games for the Buffalo Bills. Obviously, it will not be the first game of the year, and obviously it will not be the Tampa Bay game. Hopefully, by the time I'm done recording this, there are no more <laughs> scheduled leaks, and uh, just know that if you are listening to this and you're yelling at me because they've already released the entire schedule before you hear this Wednesday afternoon, I'm sorry, but it's not my fault that they leaked it. On to other things. This is also the week... Uh, four years ago that they hired Brandon Bean and I think that's important to note because it was really him coming over to work with Sean McDermott although I would say that Sean McDermott is certainly the tone setter for the culture and for what's going on in Buffalo he needed somebody he trusted to do the personnel and what Brandon Bean has done in terms of the young talent he has in the front office to work with him, as well as assembling a roster of players that suits what Sean McDermott wants to do and the synergy that they provide as a working tandem, I believe, and I know I've said this before, is one of the great things in the NFL. And every single NFL team should look at the Buffalo Bills and try to do things the same way. Also, that's why I'm refusing to give the Pagula family any real credit at all. This is something I talked about on Twitter yesterday, on Tuesday. 
The Pagulas are just not good at hiring coaches and GMs. It is my belief that they got lucky. Yes, they got lucky. And they hired Sean McDermott. If I'm not mistaken, they almost hired Gus Bradley or some other guy who is not a good coach. And you can see what this does for an organization. And this is why I have a problem with how people talk about the Patriots. You know, people talk about the Patriots and they say, well, Robert Kraft the culture starts with Robert Kraft. No, it doesn't. They're going to say, well, Bill Belichick. It doesn't even start with Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's culture wouldn't have worked if Tom Brady didn't work out. He would have had Drew Bledsoe. And then what happens? So Sean McDermott is the culture setter for the Buffalo Bills. It's not Terry Pagula. It's not Kim Pagula. It's none of that. It's, it's Sean McDermott in conjunction with Brandon Bean. But make no mistake, Sean McDermott is driving this machine. I know that we had this big worry before he got here about who's in charge and who reports to who. And that's not like that because you've got two people now who operate in synergistic harmony. But make no mistake, you know, Brandon Bean's job, his staff's job is to get the right players for Sean McDermott and his staff to win games with. So in that sense, and in the more cultural sense, like I said, the driver of this train is Sean McDermott. And if you examine other franchises around the league and you wonder why a lot of them aren't successful, take a look at ownership. Take a look at the power structure that ownership has set up. Take a look at the choices that ownership has made in terms of coaches and GMs. And yes, is it luck? Yes. But setting up a power structure isn't luck. You know, having the GM report to you separate of the coach and, and them having to compete and vie for power isn't luck. It's just stupidity, and it's a mistake that owners make all the time. And I think that as a football community, if you want to give an owner credit for being smart enough that when they hire the right people to just get out of the way, that's fine. But owners are just people who own other businesses and who had enough money to buy an NFL team, there's no like school that you can go to, a business school that teaches you how to own an NFL team. There's no manual. There's none of that. And it's not like any other business because it's very subject to public scrutiny and, you know, fan interaction and things like that. So the best thing that an owner can do is they can get lucky, which the Pakulas have with the Bills for sure not so much the Sabres, and then just get out of the way. And to their credit, they've done that. They got lucky, and they got out of the way. And, you know, it's a salute to Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott and the type of people that they are and the type of people that they've brought in to work around them and to play for them that no one has an ego and they're not worried about who gets the credit and who has the power and all that stuff because you see that around the league too some coaches and gms are more worried about what they're getting credit for than winning football games so happy anniversary to brandon bean for being hired this week four years ago i think you're doing a great job now that you're not that you're listening to this podcast at all in any way shape or form but you're still doing a great job 
With that said, everybody, that will do it for me on this episode of the Halftime Adjustments Podcast. My name is Charlie Gross. You can find me on Twitter at Charlie underscore Gross underscore is part of the Built in Buffalo Podcasting Network. Please check out our YouTube channel. If you like this podcast or any of the other podcasts that you hear on this network, I encourage you to leave a review, subscribe, rate the podcast. And as I said before, I will be having a crossover series with someone from all the opponents, um, content creators from all of those teams, as well as some of my contemporaries in the content creation Buffalo Bills sphere, if you will. So I hope you look forward to that. And then during the season, I'll be doing, you know, game recaps, game previews, a little more specialized maybe um, than some other podcasts. But we are going all year long, every Wednesday from this point on. So thank you for listening. And as always, find a way to embrace your growth mindset and trust the process. Trust the process.